welcome Roshana Boswell to Women's Bodybuilding Podcast. Just an introduction for everyone who doesn't know you, which they should. Um, you are two times Olympian, one in physique, one in women's bodybuilding, and you finished top 10 at the last Olympia, which is bloody incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninth in the world, technically. <laughs> that, is, how, that feels crazy. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. We will come back to that. I want to start at your beginning of your career. So you actually, your first comp, you it was figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually I've seen pictures of that, and you have a hell of a lot of muscle considering you'd only been training for a year. <laughs> yeah, I put on muscle pretty. You know, when I'm when the eating's there and the diet's on point, yeah, I can pretty much put on size. So yeah, figure to physique to to bodybuilder. You know, so just kind of a natural progression. You know, as the years go on you know as you continue to eat and grow and if you're continuing to lift I mean for me it's kind of just a natural progression yeah was you quite athletic in school is that why you always had that athletic build um I mean I played softball and, bike and basketball you know in high school and somewhat in college some you know summer leagues and stuff like that but it's kind of always doing you know doing something so yeah yeah what what's the major differences between your first show and the shows you're doing now um, I mean, I learn a lot more. I know, I know a lot more about my body and kind of how it responds to food. Um, I'm a lot more disciplined now than when I first started. You know, it was just kind of a, let's do our first show. And it was kind of more of a bucket list kind of thing. Let's just see. And now, you know, I did the first couple of shows and I'm actually pretty good, <laughs> I found out. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's more than just a hobby for me. It's definitely, it's my chosen sport and it's, it's what I do. So. How long did it take you to become pro? Um, I turned pro five years ago. So it took me about three years um, before I turned pro. Yeah. That's not really that long. No, I mean, it was, I was lucky enough. I mean, it, it, we, did a, we did several shows. I think I did my first um, national show. I did three national shows before I finally turned pro. So, but yeah, it was my um, figure, physique. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, about three years, three and a half years or so. Um, in the NPC Junior Nationals, um, when I turned pro at, so yeah. You seem to do, you seem to do a lot of shows back to back. Like you do, like four or five shows a year, and I've how you still grow so much by doing <laughs> them shows is just yeah. crazy. Is that just because you're so strict, or do you think your body is just amazing it's, at reacting? It's funny though, because especially like from my first, you know, switching over to bodybuilding this year and doing the Omaha, Omaha to the Olympia, I literally grew into the Olympia. Just, and you can see it in the density in my back is from first show to the Olympia. And we, and I was doing quite a bit of cardio <laughs> during that whole time too. Um, I would say the diet was was pretty on point of keeping the protein pretty high. Uh, but a lot of it was my off season prep. I had, you know, put on a lot of solid muscle in the off season. Um, and for me, off season, it's just food. It's, you know, there are really no drugs at all involved in my off season. I'm, I don't take any thing to help put on mass. And I think that's kind of the difference. If you put on that kind of weight in off season with food and solid food and lifting, it can kind of, it just kind of withstands over the course of the year and dieting. So I had a really solid off season and then just kind of continued on in prep with just keeping the, the diet on point as we, you know, as we continue with the cardio and stuff. So yeah, I was really, really happy with, with this year's progress for sure. Yeah, but your off seasons are so they must be so short. 
they're pretty short. It, you know, once I get ready for a show, I kind of like to, I'd say knock them out, but once I'm ready, I'm ready. And I tend to, if I do one show, then we might do one, you know, wait two weeks to hit another show. But yeah, once I'm ready, I kind of just ready and go ahead and knock a few shows out. So last year, year before last, we did five shows, including the Olympia. Last year for 2020, it was four shows, including the Olympia. So hopefully we get a one and done this year or at least three shows. <laughs> and, I mean, by the end, it's pretty taxing on the body. I'm, I'm pretty fatigued. I'm pretty tired. Um, by the time the Olympia rolls around, but you know, there's no letting up because it's the Olympia. But after you know having a when you get when you get there on points, you you know you're pretty you're pretty spent, you know, because you had to do so many shows. Yeah. Um, and that's not what I want to do. It's what I have to do. So. <laughs> yeah, but at least you can do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you always was your first show with IFBB or was it a different federation? Um, I was always in PC. I've always been, always been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were my first show, first show figure. Um, yeah, and I think I made the switch over after we did two years on figure, and then we finally switched over, switched over to women's physique. But yeah, yeah. always in. I remember seeing an interview with you, uh, and it was in 2019, and you had just done a few physique shows, and you said, "I, I don't know if I can build enough mass to become bodybuilding," <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually quite quick after that. That you moved up. Do you think that was always suited to your to your body type? Because even um, back then you were quite big. Well, see, and that was one of the things too. I was on the bigger side of physique, and so then I actually talked to because I, I did Tampa um, in physique. And that was one. Of, that was my first show after Tampa. I remember sitting and we talked. I talked to Linda Murray, and she really was telling me she's like, you know, bodybuilding, women's bodybuilding is going to make a comeback. She's like, and you're on the bigger side, you really would do well you know, switching over to, you know, women's bodybuilding. So I was like, well, and for me, I always thought I had a small frame. And I'm like, how much muscle can I really put on? And can I be competitive with these bigger girls? So I guess I was kind of on the fence about that. And then how much more food could I really eat? <laughs> so yeah, but it's, it, I am happy I made the switch. Um, it's, it definitely suits me better. Um, I'm not sure how much more muscle I can get. I'm sitting at about 175 right now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how much muscle I can, you know, I can add on. Well, you said um, you, couldn't, you couldn't do it a couple of years ago, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any shows that you weren't happy with the place in? <laughs> or, or, <laughs> oh. <laughs> or have you kind of, or have you always agreed with, okay, yeah, maybe I deserve that place in? Um, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm always, I'll always side with the judges, whatever they see fit. Um, I think the closest call was Chicago. That was a pretty close call for me. Um, I lost Chicago by one point, um, you know, so that was kind of one of those where I'm like, I thought we gave an amazing look and kind of thought we had it. Um, came down to, I think, one pose that I lost and it is what it is, you know, for me to win a show, which is what my coach told me, like, you have to win every single pose without question. So um, outside of that, I mean, I'm usually pretty okay with what the judge's decision is. You know, my goal is to come back even better the next time. So, you know, it's not a question. So, yeah. Do you think that's more frustrating that you lost by one point rather than 20 points? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's kind of like, seriously, like, what did I not do? And I, I gave everything I had for that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it gets to be like, all right, well, what exactly happened? And, you know, but I'm always like, hey, you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. There's not much you can do about it. You can be upset about it for the moment. 
which I was, and then we started prep, you know, for, for the Olympia too. So it was like, you can't really dwell on it too much because mm. um, the decision stands, there's not much you can do about it, but just to be, you know, better the next time you, you hit stage. So that's always my plan. Down to it. Uh, you mentioned your coach, you're with Shelby, aren't you? Yes. How long have you been with him for? Um, we started, we, I started with him in 2019, three weeks out from the Chicago Pro um, as an emergency prep. <laughs> this was, um, yeah, the coach that I had before that me and him had kind of parted ways. And so I was like, you know, I just wasn't sure I was going to be ready. So I just reached out to him. I'm like, Shelby, hey. <laughs> and he, we were ready and he took a second place at, at Chicago. In three um, weeks, he got you ready. It was, it was, <laughs> it was very much a three week. And, it, and I, I had left the previous coach because I didn't feel like there was enough communication, enough check-ins, enough this and that. So I got with Shelby and it was literally the complete opposite of that. He's like, so I need emails. I need daily check-ins. I need you to fill out this template and send this template back to me. But it was literally daily check-ins every single day, every morning. If they, if you didn't get them by a certain time and I was just, so it was like, whoa. <laughs> so the expectation was definitely different um, with, with him for sure. Yeah. But I think at the level you're at though, you need that. Yeah. Without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, for sure. For me to get better, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You're a coach yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you coach other competitors? Um, not a lot of other competitors, just no. more so just every everyday people for the most part, yes. So you and Shelby have got completely different methods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's one of those, so even with you know my everyday clients, you know, I treat them like athletes as well. You know, if everyone's goal is is different whether it's not everyone wants to be a bodybuilder some people need to lose weight some people just work out to be healthy and you know not have to be on medication all the time so I'm I check in with all my clients and make sure that everyone's my expectation is just as high <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you know, have you ever so. had a have you ever had a bad coaching experience like a coach has told you what to do and you think definitely no <laughs> <laughs> previously yes it was just I require a certain amount of attention, I guess. So um, he just seemed like he was just kind of giving me some random stuff. And I was like, and, you know, the show's kind of like three weeks out, you know, so we just kind of were button heads, not on the same page with the diet, kind of the posing, couldn't figure out a, a steady schedule for, you know, communication. If I reach out to you and you're not responding within 24 to 48 hours, it's, you know, I have a problem with, it, you know, because I respond to So yeah. I expect the same. So yeah. you can't do that. Then. And there's too much play on the line right now to be playing games. So we're all at the court level. This is, you know, so. Yeah. But that was probably my only real negative experience, I would say. Have you always had a coach in every comp that you've done? Yeah. So even your, um, first, even your first comp, you, you had a coach? Yeah. I had been with uh, Ladrissa Bonneville. She's a women's physique Olympian as well. I met her, she was actually my, she was my coach up until, up until maybe 2019 is when I switched over to, to Shelby and the other coach that I worked with, Preeti, uh, Brandon. Um, but I had been with her up until then, all through figure, I turned pro, um, working with her physique. So yeah, we had been, it had been me and her. I met her at working at a vitamin shop. She came in one day and I was just like, wow, I want to look like you. And that's really what I told her. And that kind of started that relationship and we've been together ever since and she's still a mentor for me now like I still reach out to her for you know different things by making a decision before I even switched over to bodybuilding 
she was the first person I called. When I got my first Olympia invite, she was the second person I called, I'm like, <laughs> but she was who I called, you know, immediately. So yeah, she's always who I go to for, for advice and yeah. Yeah, it's important to have people that you can always turn to, right? Especially from the very beginning, like literally this was <laughs> from, I never, she got me through my first show, prepared me for my first show. Um, it was one of those that did everything, my hair, my makeup, the whole bit. So <laughs> traveled with me every show, literally up until this 2019 when we finally got, I got introduced to Brandon and then Shelby. And that's kind of where I made that kind of switch over to, to that coaching. Do you think in order for an athlete to be successful, they should have a coach? Um, I think you always need someone to a certain extent. I mean, I think there are plenty of people that have coached themselves, you know, to the pro level, have coached themselves to a pro win or whatever. But I think it's important to have someone in your background. You have someone with you that either takes a look at you as far as your diet or posing or and just checking with you mentally. Everyone needs someone here at this level. You just kind of just yeah you know um when it gets to like the last week of prep everyone has like different tricks um I think my first prep I drank red wine uh my second one uh it was three bottles maybe too much <laughs> um my, my second prep was really salty steak and chips the day before um mm-hmm. and water loaded and stuff like that is there any crazy stuff like that you've ever had to do um no, usually not too much. I've heard the wine thing. <laughs> and actually, uh, Shelby, he's like, you want to do the wine? And I was like, you know, Shelby, I'm not sure I trust myself with wine this dehydrated. This could go bad and <laughs> go sideways really quickly. Uh, but I've heard those stories a lot. A lot. I personally have not. Um, I keep it pretty simple the night before prep. I just, I just want a good meal, usually. <laughs> and it's usually pretty basic. We do like burger and fries or something like that the night before the the show for the most part on most days most times <laughs> i get food um but yeah other than that i'm pretty i try to keep pretty simple do you like water load and stuff like that we yeah we water load i think this last we figured it out i do about we start about 10 days out with the water load typically eight to 10 days out depending on how i'm looking um and i'll get up to Shelby goes about three gallons. He can go up to three gallons of water, you know, that far oh. about two days out, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's drink more water. That's just, yeah. So I remember when we first started, I was just like, drink how much? Like, humanly impossible initially. Now, yeah, I can pretty much get it down if I have to, but it was two and a half, almost three gallons of water for the first couple of days and then kind of taper off. Um, and, it, and it varied show to show. I mean, I kept my water pretty high for Omaha, just because we didn't necessarily know. We were still kind of trying to figure out my look. So it, to keep me as full as possible, we actually kept the water pretty high. I was still getting water on show day versus in Chicago. I think we cut it completely about 12 hours before the show. Uh, but I usually start really, really high water uh, about 15 days out, typically. Mm. What's your usual like prep time? What's your like ultimate 12 weeks, eight weeks, even longer, 16 weeks? Um, when do you start being strict cutting? I do a really slow start. So like probably about 12, 16, I can go up to four, four months out sometimes just kind of depending on how that, how the off season starts. Um, I'm probably not going to hit stage this year until July, August. So right now I'm still just trying to take, keeping the weight that I have on now and keeping my diet just really clean and kind of converting some of this fat over to more muscle. Um, but usually I can go 
as low as about an eight week prep time as far as having to cut. I can cut down about eight weeks and be so ready. Um, so, but yeah. Are you in? Are you growing in your off season now, or are you trying to? Do you want to be the same size, or do you want to gain? Um, I probably want to be around this one seventy five now. I think I'm going to stick right around here, and then just kind of develop this into to muscle. Um, I got up to about one eighty, one eighty two, um, and then I was just because it was just more cheat meals, more you know high carb stuff. So now I'm just kind of tapering the diet, keep everything a little bit cleaner. I'm um, getting like two cheat meals a week, and they're pretty. They're basically the same. It doesn't change much. I do a brunch meal, I do a sushi meal. Um, and just keeping my calories and keeping the food pretty pretty high right now. So, but yeah, that does, Yeah, that does seem to be a preferred cheat meal for bodybuilders is sushi. Yeah. Is that because it's like the cleanest cheat meal? <laughs> and that's kind of, yeah. And then I do like, and then I literally, and then on brunch, it never changes. I love French toast. So I have French toast every Sunday. So that's kind of my thing. Um, and then other than that, I mean, keep it. And for me, even the carbs and stuff, I didn't, competing in physique, I was one, I always used rice as a carb. So it's like, now we're introducing oatmeal and sweet potatoes, which is funny. Like I just, I haven't had sweet potatoes in a couple of years. So having that in my diet now, um, I think it's going to change my look too and kind of help add that extra muscle and I mean, that thicker look what I need while still keeping, you know, my waist small as possible. So um, 175-ish, we'll see what we can, what we can do once we actually start cutting this down a little bit. So. I, know, I know you prefer a high fat, low carb diet is that usually during prep or off season as well um they're doing prep doing prep off season now we're keeping the calories um the carbs pretty high i do and we added a cup of rice or some type of carb to every single meal so three of my meals i'm doing a cup of rice at each i'm doing a sweet potato every day i do oatmeal every day a couple of oatmeal every day so yeah, i'm getting quite a few quite a few carbs so um, what is what does your typical diet like during the for today say what would that look like? Like, what would you be eating for each meal? Because um, obviously you'd be eating a lot more than me. <laughs> like, portion sizes. Uh, yeah, it, it varies. So, like, breakfast, typically, I do uh, five egg whites, two whole eggs. Um, I do two turkey sausage links, and then I'll do uh, one or two Kodak waffles. That's pretty much my standard standard breakfast. Um, I'm always doing, I always do some ground beef or I always do brown chicken, one of each usually. So I do about six ounces there, cup of rice. Um, so five or six meals. I do just kind of in between, it's kind of a snack. I do one cup of oatmeal and then a protein shake with that. And that's just kind of like in between my main, my main meals or right after a workout or something. Um, but yeah, I'm still getting about, getting about six solid meals plus a shake. Yeah. What's that? What's that in calories? How much calories? Oh. 3,500 so okay so that's not too bad I would like obviously you read some people are on like 6,000 calories like a figure compare and stuff like that and it, yeah, the amount I'm, that, not yeah, I'm not doing any cardio or anything now and that's the thing too you know, in season I'm doing an hour hour and a half cardio I'm not doing any cardio now so and for me those extra carbs is just like I said the sweet potato and oatmeal that's brand new for me that's something like I said sweet potato I haven't had in over two years in my diet so I feel like those kind of things are going to make, you know, a kind of change in my physique too. So, yeah. Is yours the same thing every day or do you kind of switch around a little bit just to keep the flavor exciting? It's pretty much the same. Like breakfast doesn't change too much. If it's, if it's six egg whites versus, you know, maybe two bowl eggs one day, it, it doesn't necessarily change much. I always have the waffles. I'm always going to do turkey sauces. I'm always going to do salmon. Pretty much stays in there. Um, 
strip might come in and out that kind of stuff but eh, for the most part it's it's pretty it's pretty standard yeah. what about what about fast food you ever eat any fast food um I, I mean i like tacos <laughs> if i'm gonna do anything um i do like culver's that's kind of my like and i'll get like a burger a couple burgers and fries from, from culver's that's usually like if i have another cheat meal that'd be something like that or when we're in prep that's kind of shelby does these check-ins he's like you know depending on how you look he's like hey go have a cheat meal and I remember him telling me like 10 days out from a show and it might've been Chicago. He's like, okay, go eat. And I'm like, well, what? He's like, burger fries, how about that? Okay. So it was, I don't know, 10 in the morning and I'm like waiting for it to open. <laughs> and then I had talked to my friends. I'm like, I don't know how your prep is going, but I sent the picture. I'm like, I'm waiting for Culver's to open. <laughs> so clearly I'm winning. I don't know. This is, <laughs> and I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah, yeah, get a couple burgers. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do that. So, yeah. Are your preps very different from physique to bodybuilding? Did you did you have to get leaner for bodybuilding, or do you think it was about the same? It's just obviously less muscle in physique, or would you say your prep is harder in bodybuilding? Um, I, well, I think it's harder. Net. Well, I think bodybuilding is a little bit harder. I mean, I think the, I mean, the biggest thing, like, initial difference was just the the food first off, um, and getting used to being to eating more. Um, and then just changing how I lift, you know, I have, you have to lift heavier, you need thicker muscle, you need denser muscle. Um, so yeah. And I don't, and just not doing, I used to do, I did a ton of cardio in physique, you know, two or three hours of cardio at times, depending on, you know, so. A day. Yeah. yeah oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if you're, if you're going on the Olympia stage, it's what you got to do. Yeah, but just like, yeah, just lifting a little bit heavier and getting, you know, getting used to being under, you know, heavier weight and yeah, getting kind of used to that whole thing, just the eating. But, you know, the posing's different. Um, I think the expectation for me is different. I think bodybuilding is where I need to be. I've had a really solid year and I just, I'm looking to build on that. So I feel like I have the potential to be, to do some pretty good work here. So we shall see. Do you think you would have gone into bodybuilding sooner had it been at the O? Probably. Yeah. And I think you can see it now there were so many people switching over because now that it made its return to the Olympia, it's like, oh, okay. And the response has gotten, it's like, wow, you know, so, but it's so funny to see that now versus a couple of years back, people were just so turned off by it and no one wants to even think about going to bodybuilding. And it's so funny how just a couple of years later now, now everyone wants to be a bodybuilder. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you think more people will switch over? Because obviously there's still some girls in physique that are big. Yeah. They'll start to switch over for sure. Yeah. Is there is there a weight a weight limit between physique and bodybuilding? Mm, not, like, like like how do you know when when you need to cross over? Like it, you know that's that's stuff. I mean, I'm definitely bigger now than I was even then, and I still at this point now I'm considered small in bodybuilding, which is kind of funny. So now it's like I, you have to still get even bigger. Um, it gets tough though because I mean, there's plenty of times you know when you see some top physique competitors that they don't place immediately all the comments are, Oh my God, you need to switch over. You need to switch over. And it's like, not necessarily like Valentina had that all the time. She was, she had placed low in one show and they're like, Oh my God, you need to switch over. And it was just that particular show. I think you have to kind of go with what, how your body feels too. You know, and if you get some of the feedback from the judges and see what you see, what they say, but then see how you feel. Um, I mean, I feel like my weight difference now I probably have about a 15 or 20 pound difference from stage weight. So, I mean, I was probably hitting stage and physique 
150, 155. I'll be hitting stage now about 165 or so, lean. So, yeah. For me, it's about pound difference. Yeah. I remember um, reading the articles about why they took me so out. And honestly, it just winds me up. It just makes me so mad. What Number one, why they took it away. And number two, what they were saying about it in, in the first place. Because there's no there's no difference between the women's bodybuilding and the men's bodybuilding. Both of them are really hard to get to. And both of them, you probably do need drug assistance. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no one on the men's stage that's natural in right. bodybuilding. So to me, it didn't make sense why they took out the women's. Mm-hmm. I prefer yeah. watching the women's personally. <laughs> you um, mentioned when you're off season, you head free, nothing. What yeah. when you go into your prep, what thing gets introduced? Um, it it varies. It depends on what we're doing. Typically. I mean, everything is just a typical test. I don't do too much test, primo, basics, um, VAR. I don't, I try to keep them still at a minimal, um, but the test is always a good, that's your base. I mean, that's always going to be your base. Um, and I think we ran, we did some master on, and we kind of run those a little bit of primo. We kind of run for the most part to most of the season. Um, and those kind of become my base, I think, and then bars kind of run throughout the season. Yeah, I think pretty much my my base for the most part until we really start cutting. Then we, you know, we start with like the clean and the T three. Clean and T three are the basic cutters, and that's that's what we use. And it's just the dosage just varies depending on you know where we're at. But those are my. Do you run test preno bar all at the same time? Um, not no no test is always test is always the the base. Um, test and primo we kind of run together. Those are usually run together. Um, I usually don't start anything until about eight weeks out from whatever that first show is. So it's usually about an eight-week cycle or so, roughly. Um, and then it just kind of comes in phases. We'll add in the VAR. We might add in, you know, an anti-estrogen at some point, of course, down the line. Um, but kind of in stages. And then if we after the show, we kind of taper back down until, you know, we have to build back up again, too. So, um yeah, I, I do a low dose clean until we and we slowly bump it up. But again, I check in so much with Shelby too. It's it's like okay, we'll stay here for another couple of days, and then we kind of slowly bump it up. And yeah, so at least he, he's very very thorough with that with that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm on um, Anavar at the moment. I'm mm-hmm. on a cycle now, um, just ten milligrams uh, on. No, that's every day. Okay. Yeah. So I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I feel the pump a lot quicker, uh-huh. and it makes it even harder to push through mm-hmm. which is straight but I'm not because at the moment I'm training at home I'd, we're still in lockdown okay. so our, gym, our gyms are still shut so at the moment I'm just stuck with 12.5 kilo dumbbells no matter what I'm doing I have to use them <laughs> um but yeah that's the only um side effect I've had so far I haven't no- I've only been on it for like three weeks so I haven't noticed any yeah. growth yeah, I suppose my coach will just monitor that if I need to, because I want to go. Subtle though, like a bar is one of those. It's it's just it. There's the side effects are really low. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's one that I've used over the years, not like a, a lot. And and then you you can kind of tell with your body and what your body likes and responds to. I know for me, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of wind. It really dries out my joints. So it's it's kind of one of those. It's it's a great for a hardening effect, but it's one of those that when we do toss it in, it's only probably tossed in for a couple of weeks at a time, you know, at the very 
end of a prep, you know, right before the, the show, couple weeks out from showtime. Um, just because I don't necessarily like being on it for a long period of time. If I'm still trying to squat heavy, I don't need anything drying out my joints. I, mm. you know, it's, and, and I've learned that just certain side effects, I'm like, eh, I don't really like this one as much. So just short bursts of certain things. I've heard great things about Primo. Everyone says if you can get real Primo, mm-hmm. it's incredible. What's the, what's the difference? Because obviously Primo is like low uh, side effects as well, isn't it? Yeah. So what yeah, we're trying to, yeah, that's what I like. I like, like I said, I keep a basic test. The test and primo seem to work um, pretty, pretty well for me. It was, a, and I think too, keeping it in for most of the season, it was good to help as I'm dieting down, just to kind of help maintain my size and muscle just over the course of, of the season. It was one that I was able to kind of keep in and keep in for a long duration without having huge side effects, you know, especially the longer you stay on it, you know, you're more susceptible to side effects. So it's just, Pretty yeah I think pe- people need to realize that at your level and the size you are you can't afford to lose size so you you need it mm-hmm. if, yeah. if you want to be competitive mm-hmm. that's, that's what you've got to do you, you right, exactly at this and at this point yeah that's that's just it if you want to be competitive this is where we're at you know so all you can do for me I'm just just be healthy about it. And it's the same thing as soon as I hit off season you know, I go and get blood work done. I make sure, hey, you know, I see my doctor. My doctor knows that I compete. She knows what, you know, I take, you know. So, hey, my cholesterol is a little high. She gives me a prescription for that to help get me back in line before we start prep all over again. But you have to be honest about it. I mean, I'm honest with my doctor so that I can ad- address whatever issue, you know, before we start up again. You don't just run season after season, cycle after cycle and not know. Now, I mean, in some of these side, these are real drugs. Like, you know, there are real side effects going on. So it's like, you're super healthy, but your cholesterol's through the roof. Like, <laughs> come on now. You're eating chicken and vegetables all day, every day, but your cholesterol is shit. Like, it, you should probably address that before you die. Like, it's it's a real thing. So, I mean, it, so I'm like, I, I try and address those kinds of things too. It's important, you know, so. Yeah. How do you, um how do you find Clen? Because I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember um, I was at work and I was showing someone my phone and literally my hand was like this, but I didn't know. <laughs> It was only until they were like, are you all right? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, did, you, think, go out, did you go out I last night? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, for me, it was, right, it's the shakes from the clan or it's the absolute sweating from T3, which I take. It's like the night sweats from T3. Or so I've had those, problems, those things too. But I have a very good supplier. So luckily, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe mine was dodgy stuff. <laughs> so what's um I've heard of T3, but I'm not 100 percent sure what it is. Is it like similar to Plen, like same effects? Yeah, it's kind of a synergist. Like they work really, they work really well together. Um I, I've taken both for just basically it's strictly for the for the fat loss. T3 can put a little bit at the muscle too. So again, if you're that's why I kind of like the test primo throughout the season to kind of help combat some of that too so t3 can put a little bit at some of the muscle so but it's a it's a, it's a good one for, for fat loss that i kind of yeah. i take over yeah what um what's your favorite show look, favorite like when show look? yeah like when you're on stage like what's your favorite look um show wise um i mean my best look i think was chicago i think my best look was at chicago um which is funny, like, I, I feel like I was actually bigger and fuller at the Olympia, but I think I was also a little bit tired. I think my overall presentation, my overall look was just a little bit better um, for Chicago. 
I think that was my best, my best yeah. look there. Yeah. How, um, how do you find the, the pose down on the Olympia stage? Because it, it looks, everyone made it look like really fun. <laughs> but or have, have they already decided your placing before that? Because it's, because everyone's kind of like in front of each other and stuff like mm. that. So have they already decided and then you're just going out there and having fun just to get more stage time? That's just, that's just having your fun. Like it's already been decided. And everyone knows the pose. Like we all know the pose now is coming. So you're we're like getting in the music getting ready to change. Like, hey, here we go. You guys ready? I just go to, so we're talking amongst ourselves already. Like, all right, let's hit this front. Let's hit this pose. Or <laughs> so yeah, but the show's already been decided. That's just more of the, the fun aspect. And that's just kind of getting out there and just, you know, more for a crowd, crowd pleaser kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. At least then you get more stage time. Because I've yeah. been at, I've been at a show where people have been rushed and, it, and yeah. they've, they've said like, okay, you've um you've only got a minute instead of a minute and a half or whatever or can you can only do two poses instead of sit your usual six just to kind of rush it and you're like I've just prepped for 12 weeks no way no you can exactly. wait for me <laughs> well, one, and they tell you like right before you go on and I'm like for me I'm like wait, the routine that I practice is 90 seconds so I don't really know what to cut out to make to fit into your 45 seconds now you know, seriously oh like I'm, I've had a couple of times where they're like eh, and you're like they're like calling the next person I'm like oh okay I guess I'm done <laughs> but you know <laughs> But I suppose if everyone just refuses to move, <laughs> like, no, I'm going to have my time. Thank you. <laughs> Is there anyone that you look up to that was on the Olympia stage, you like athletes that you look up to and think they're like top tier? Obviously, you're top tier, but it's, you know, everyone's got their one person they look at and think, oh my God. Um, I don't know. Everyone I'm at that point, I feel like have all been like idols of mine before I turned pro or people I looked up to. I remember it was funny, we were at check-ins and I literally was standing right next to Iris. And so she had her arm around me and, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting next to Iris. Like, so it's still one of those things where I'm like, she's just kind of, you know, she's Iris, she's kind of hanging out. And she's like, hey, and she's like totally just regular. And I still look at her and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So I kind of turned and I was like, and I have my phone, I'm like, I really want to take another picture, but I'm just trying not to be. Uh, <laughs> not, not too obvious. <laughs> do, you yeah. think it, do you think it would have been different if she was there? Because she was supposed to be there, wasn't she? I think Andrea brought a really good look. I think Andrea brought a really, a really good look to the show. Um, I don't think it would have been any different. I mean, I, possibly, I mean, she probably would have been in the top five, I'm sure. And she's always going to be lean. She's always going to be conditioned. I don't think that's ever going to not be the case. Um, but I think the winner would have been the winner still. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Did you did you agree yeah. with did you agree with the top ten? Um, for the most part, I mean, I could have been moved up a couple spots, but I think <laughs> for the most part, you know. Um, but yeah, I think the top ten was pretty pretty spot on actually. Yeah, I think the posing does make a big difference because when people were just if they when they're just like front relaxed. Mm-hmm. the top 10 probably wouldn't have been who I would obviously I'm not a judge but it wouldn't have been who I thought but it's the pose it makes such a big difference in the routine doesn't it yeah it does and it's kind of one of those things we're not necessarily it's not necessarily counted per se but the posing if it's closed then yeah the posing makes a huge difference I think the posing can make a huge difference yeah, yeah. The, the, the reason I like bodybuilding as well is that everyone on that stage looks completely different but you've all got mass but everyone's yeah. shape and everything's completely different. Whereas, like bikini girls, they do look quite similar. I don't know how they choose yeah. The, the, yeah. the the top ten bikinis. 
because they so all many. yeah it's a lot. <laughs> so many yeah yeah <laughs> but no like with the women's bodybuilding and even physique everyone looks so different yeah mm-hmm. do you have certain things you have to work on like from your feedback from the olympia um overall size i think just to get a little bit bigger fill out a little bit more um that's kind of the only real feedback at this point yeah <laughs> and then this one just the overall size a little bit uh thickness in my back um keep the waist the same and just yeah overall size i think it's more uh, thickness in the back and the quads yeah, yeah. So. they 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 always say legs and back legs and back when it shows i guess though when yeah when it's to do with definitely, size yeah yeah so definitely some more thickness in the back and it's kind of gonna be one of my focuses just really the back and upper body in general arms overall it's a more size yeah so your, your legs are pretty big already <laughs> I think the legs, and i'm like you know just more lines in the legs okay more lines in the legs okay fine and more that, upper body that, that's more down to diet though isn't it i think so yeah I mean, like i said some of the lifts too i mean i used to lift lighter in physique and maybe do higher reps so now it's just you know adding in heavier squats and heavier presses, just heavier compound moves in my deadlifts. I hadn't deadlifted in a long time. So putting that back into something to the routine as well. Um, so yeah, just kind of training, training up how I lift a little bit and then keeping the, keeping the food clean and keeping the calories high, I think that would be. What does your training split look like now? Um, what are you doing typically now? I do a chest shoulder day. So I'm hitting chest and shoulders twice a week. It, it varies every couple weeks I switch it up. Um, two leg days right now, one kind of heavy day, but it's more just, it's pretty basic. It's squat and leg press and lunges. And that's one leg day. Um, and then I'll have a higher, higher day where I do more some leg press and stuff, but two leg days, two upper body shoulder chest days. Uh, and then a dedicated back day. And I'm getting a couple rest days in too. Um, right now, just kind of recovering from some past injuries and still doing some rehab work and recovery work now too. So, yeah. That must be hard when you're still trying to get on that Olympia stage going through injuries. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, I had a, I had a really significant injury um, last year, actually, that I competed with. Um, so I had a, I actually tore my rotator cuff. Um, so I had a torn rotator cuff <laughs> and it happened right around March or so. So we competed with that throughout the year um <laughs> so immediately following the olympia uh, i had surgery on that done um so we've been recovering from that and kind of getting getting things back going now so it's just it's been a process but you know i'm confident in the doctors and having amazing physical therapy staff and uh, we're kind of back just now getting cleared um, to really start lifting again so everyone knows i'm like hey july august we're hitting stage <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, you know. So yeah. you haven't really been really be able to train properly since the surgery? I, no, I, yeah. It was, you know, I've been able to train. It was lower body I was cleared to do, like, since day one. Um, we started PT one week after the surgery. Um, so I'm about 10, 11 weeks post, post-surgery. I have about two more weeks before I'm officially cleared to start training um, the shoulder again that I had the surgery on. So, just, yeah, I'm a pretty amazing recovery so far i feel pretty good about it um i suppose yeah. food food plays a massive role yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i had weight so right before the surgery um i got up to i actually got up to about 185 so of course with the surgery and all that i dropped down to 
my lowest was 170. So I lost about 15 pounds. So now getting back up now, sitting at about this 175, 176. Um, and, it, and it's solely just the diet and getting the food back in and getting my, you know, getting the calories back in despite not necessarily being as active because I can't, I'm not, wasn't training as hard. But that's when food became so much more important. Like I have to get these calories in, like I have to get the food in. Um, but I feel pretty good. I don't necessarily think I gained, I lost some muscle for sure, but I didn't gain fat. That is kind of a big deal too. So I definitely lost some muscle. But on the flip side, we didn't gain a bunch of fat in the process either. So now for like this 175 that I'm sitting at now, if we can make that more muscle, then I think we'll be in a good spot. So I mean, I feel pretty confident about my rehab. Um, the doctor was amazing and very supportive, very attentive about the injury and knowing, hey, let's get this fixed. And I told him, I'm like, these, these are my shows that are coming up. So can you do this or not? So the doctor is pretty awesome. Um, I'm in physical therapy. I mean, I'm going 90 minutes, you know, three times a week. So it's been pretty intense. Um, but before the surgery, I mean, I was in rehab. I was going to physical therapy up until about two weeks out from the Olympia. I was going three times a week just to maintain range of motion in this shoulder. Um, cause we, I mean, this injury happened back in March and I knew that I was losing some range of motions. I, I went and got an MRI down there, like you need surgery. And I was like, well, <laughs> I can't do that right now. I got the shows coming up. What can we do in the, in the meantime? So yeah, the physical therapist, um, along with my posing coach, Kenny, and I know a lot of people use Kenny, um, as for her posing, but he really, he got me to pose around this injury so that it didn't look <laughs> horrible on stage. So between Kitty and the therapist that we, we did pretty good pushing through, you know, for last year for sure. So we still take came top 10. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, I did three shows, top three, finished ninth in the world with <laughs> the torn rotator cuff. So it was so funny. As soon as we got back home, I was like, surgery was already scheduled. Yeah. And it's like, let's get it done. Let's get it done now. And let's count, count out the time that we have. And, you know, no one knew me, my spouse and my wife knew and Shelby knew and my coaches, other than that, they, you know, but yeah. Has it lifted any weight yet? How has it, when do you think it'll be ready to go full, all in? Um, I see the doctor in two weeks um, and I'll be cleared. Um, it, it feels pretty good. I'm, the doctor's like, no, don't rush it. But I, you know me, I'm just like, I'm, we're a little bit ahead of schedule, which is nice. Um, so once I see the doctor for the next two weeks, we should be clear to go. And then it'll be just a matter of what I can lift as I go on. Um, but I, I mean, I feel pretty good about it. I'm just taking my time with it. I'm not rushing anything. I'm not stressed about it. It's, I'm controlling at this point what I can control. I can literally train everything else. So that's kind of what I'm doing now and keeping the muscle memory and just kind of working through, working through that. But, um, I feel pretty good about it. I think I'll be, be just fine. I think I have can enough time. You, can you still train back with your shoulder? like that um I do chain train back I'm just conscious of how the lifting and not doing too many it's, it's some of the heavier rows I'm just not doing that kind of stuff right now but I'm I'm work, I'm just working I'm working around it as best as best we can until we get the official clearance not to to do anything too too much to set back the recovery uh but based on the timeline that we have if I get go ahead and get this last clearance we should be good to go um and this will be an interesting prep because I'm not I'm not doing any cardio right now. I'm just keeping the diet clean, keeping the food clean. And it, it seems to be working. The weight's going up now naturally, you know. So yeah, I feel pretty feel pretty good about it. I think it'll be an interesting prep once we really get get down into it. But we've set some dates and I've, you know, kind of counted out the weeks and yeah. 
So you're going to leave, leave the doctor's office getting cleared straight to the gym. <laughs> well, he, and the doctor's actually so funny. He's like, he's like, just give me a little bit more time. He's like, I know once I let you loose, that's it. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Once you let me loose, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's like I said, it's having a good team in place, you know, and Shelby knew I was having the surgery. So it was a matter of putting the diet in place, knowing to have a diet that, so I wouldn't lose so much mass and just, and that's when the diet, the diet became so important as, you know, with the surgery and stuff. So, and same thing with rehab, my rehab started one week after the surgery and just, and it's been pretty intense since then. So, um, just doing every single thing that I need to, to rehab properly and, and, uh, you know, I think we'll be, we'll be, in, we'll be, in, I'll be in a better place. You know, I'm glad I did it. It needed to be done. Um, I couldn't grow the certain, I couldn't, I wasn't going to grow. I hadn't mm-hmm. been able to train back or shoulders, you know, properly in almost a year. And for me, that's what caused the Chicago. That's what I believe caused my loss in Chicago. I lost the rear double bicep. That's the pose I lost. <laughs> so. Well, you couldn't lift your arm off. <laughs> you're right. I was like, you know, it's one of those, I couldn't train. Like, I was, and it was, that's what I said too, it was so important having a good off season it was that off season that I had the year previous that kind of carried me through, you know, cause I, I didn't, I hadn't been able to train shoulder or back with the intensity that I wanted to, you know, cause you don't want to make the injury worse. You want to be able to, you know, not so much that you can't train, you know, compete at all. So I was very, it was always, and I, and who wants to work out scared in a sense I was, I was working out scared and in the back of my mind, okay, do this, but be very, very conscious of this. So it's, it's hard training like this, hard, you know, training with, you know, that kind of thought in your back of your mind too. So. Yeah. Now that I have that, I can definitely go all in, and that's what I feel good about. That's what's going to be the be the key. So. Are your gym Are your gyms open at the moment? Yeah. Oh, so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean, when it, when they first closed though, and then I'm a personal trainer too, so it's just kind of like like we're like closed. I remember like going into the gym, and I was like, yeah, I knew that they had the order was out, and like it's closed. And I'm like, okay, but is it closed? Closed? So but <laughs> like I still drove up there, and I'm like, no, nothing's working. Yeah. It's dark. Okay. <laughs> so but then you just start trying to buy all kinds of stuff and the pricing for just buying equipment if you can find it. It's ridiculous. It was so just ridiculous. Yeah. 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 We've been, we've had like, we're on the third lockdown. We've been in lockdown since before Christmas. <sighs> so no, no gyms for like a year that we've had, I think, three months worth of open gyms. So it's, it's hard for people over here. But like you said, buying stuff my living room is a gym at the moment I've got a squat rack mm-hmm. <laughs> did you have you got equipment yeah yeah and that was the thing like I bought so much stuff I bought yeah I mean all my cardio like I have a stair stepper I have my treadmill I have a spin bike and I bench a bunch of t-bar row machine I have a bunch of stuff yeah yeah but at least you're back open now because there, there is a big difference with training at home and training at the gym there's so, yeah, and even like I bought all these commercial pieces I paid a bit of money for stuff so it was like of course you, but you overpaid because it was just you're just getting what you get but it's just different in a yeah yeah it's just a different vibe and you, you kind of need that especially when you're in prep it's just like it's just, uh, some someone that kind of thinks like you're just having that kind of just the vibes from the gym I just you know mm-hmm. I just miss it so just different yeah so just to ever, let everyone know that even Olympian struggle <laughs> struggles during lockdown <laughs> training Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Is um Chicago like a popular bodybuilding city? Yeah, like, which is it's quite rich in bodybuilding culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have quite a few Olympians actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any that train at your gym? Um, we have a few that have come in through there. I know. Uh, is it Brandon Hendrickson? He's men's Mister Olympia. He's from Illinois too. So, yeah. 
think he won this he won this past Olympia. So yeah, we have a few of them. Okay, that's all right. I think it's yeah. nice when you're you've got gyms like that as well. We where I live don't have anything, but then I'm not in a I'm not in a big city like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's quite a few of us actually. Yeah, yeah. You're um competing in July. You said what shows that? Where's that? Um, Chicago. Uh, that'll be in the July of Chicago, which will be uh, back in Atlanta. I think they're going to keep it in Atlanta this year. And obviously the plan is to win that. If, if it so happens you have to do another show, <laughs> where where would it be? Um, so um, we're, we're going to July, August, uh, as far as that. So for Chicago, Tampa, I have to double check on the dates for uh, Savannah. I, be, I know Savannah's in July as well. So maybe just before Chicago. So depending on how we're, how we're looking, you know, what coach thinks. Um, the plan is July, whatever we can do July, August before before the Olympia. So ideally two shows. I don't want to do more than that. I don't want to do more than Chicago, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, like so said, my plan, like this is like two seconds in a row. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happened only like a couple of weeks difference. Would you say that's easier though than ha- having like it two weeks later or two months later? I prefer a back-to-back show. So like we do Chicago and then we roll into Tampa, you know, a couple of weeks later. I should be tighter. I should be drier um, versus, you know, waiting another six or eight weeks. Yeah, I prefer, you know, kind of getting those couple shows out the way. Once I'm ready, I'm ready. And yeah. then mindset's like kind of dialed in. So it's like, yeah. Do you have to reverse after every show if you're doing back to back or do you just kind of like keep it? It depends. We kind of, we, it depends. If it's really, I've done shows, you know, as close as 10 days apart. So then usually, we just kind of roll on. You bring the water right back up, take the water right back down. You don't even necessarily take out the diuretics. There's not usually enough time. Um, and then after that, you do need a little bit of a break. Because I think I did a show maybe a week apart. Yeah, and I think what, seven to 10 days apart. I've done that a couple of times. And there's not much to do. Literally, the water comes up, the water goes back down. And that's about it. You just kind of roll right into it. And it, yeah, typically look a little bit better, a little bit fuller, a little bit drier. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, there's really no time to come off of anything or reverse anything. So it's just, yeah, just the water back up and down. And then. Yeah. Uh, I noticed with, um, athletes at your level, you don't really gain, you, you relatively stay leanish. Yeah. Like I, I would say the, the top of tier, higher tier the athletes are, the less fat that they gain. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of people gain too much to grow or do you think it's necessary? for people to get get the fat on them if they wanted to move up a category so if someone wanted to go from figure to physique do you think there is a cap on how much fat they should do you think do you think the fat lot will hinder the muscle growth I mean, or, gonna, or help i mean you're going to get well i guess it would depend if you're going from you know figure to physique i mean you're going to get somebody some extra body but i think that's natural uh, but again it depends on how clean you're keeping your diet you could of course eat 2,500 calories or 5,000 calories. I mean, but depending on what you're eating. I mean, if you're keeping it clean with chicken and fish and doing 5,000 calories a day, I mean, your body fat is going to still be, it's going to go up potentially because you're not doing any cardio, but it doesn't have to go through the roof. I mean, how, you know, how do you want to gain that size? You want to gain it clean or not? So there's different ways to get that extra weight on you, depending on how clean you want to do that diet too. So. So you don't think it's necessary to gain fat, but. You're not necessarily to go overboard with fat. I mean, it's. Like even now, like I mean, I have more body fat than I did before, 
but I'm also not doing any cardio either. So I feel like cardio kind of helps keep things in check. And I'm also doing a lot more calories and I'm also doing more cheat meals. I mean, I don't necessarily have those cheat meals when I'm in prep. So, but once you cut out the cardio and you add in some extra carbs, some cheat meals, your weight goes up, the body fat goes up. That's kind of how it goes. So. What advice would you give for beginners? As in like not pros, amateurs. Um, say if someone like, like you back in the day where you're in figure, what advice would you give a figure girl if one day they wanted to do bodybuilding? Um, if you want to eat and lift, enjoy the process for now. Just enjoy it. I mean, I would say enjoy the process for now. I mean, you're an amateur. Enjoy. Just enjoy it. There's enjoy bodybuilding. Enjoy the process as you're meeting other competitors. Enjoy the experience of it as you're learning your body. Um, and then and continue to eat and grow. If your goal is to get into a different category, don't rush it. I mean, like I said, I went from figure to physique to bodybuilding. Each category is different. You know, when I started out, you know, in figure, it's like, okay, I didn't eat nearly as much. But I mean, it was it was a starting point for me. I met I met a lot of great people over the years. I mean, I met my coach clearly. I, you know, so enjoy that whole process of of learning your body. I remember my first show and after my first show, going out and drinking and eating. And I mean, back then I hit stage at like 115, 116 in figure. I remember blowing up after a show and I was like 130 and I was just like swollen and all this water retention. So be careful of that. <laughs> if, if you're an amateur, um, control your rebound. <laughs> Don't overeat. I was like freaking out. I did. It was like just water. <laughs> so now it's like, I, I know what I can do post show and I don't, go over it you know I don't overdo it but it's, it's a learning experience and I remember calling my coach and I'm just like oh my god like my ankles are swollen I can't put on my sheet it was just all bad um but it's, it's part of the process too I guess it's definitely a learning process but um don't rush in you just enjoy it as you go just enjoy the process I mean if you really want to compete and you're into bodybuilding and yeah just enjoy it I mean I look back on it and I'm like I like my figure days I remember my figure days it's important you know I look at my physique now and I physique days and then those are good times too you know being at the physique at the olympia was great um there's a couple of girls in physique that i still you know talk to and i think they're great and even now like i'm glad that i may switch over to bodybuilding and you know this is definitely where i'm at now i mean i continue to eat i continue to grow i continue to lift and now this is where we're at and this is definitely a good fit for me so yeah well i have a few quick fire questions for you i do this with all my guests <laughs> Would you rather date someone with top half human, bottom half fish, or top half fish, bottom half human? <laughs> bottom half human. <laughs> the most important bit. Yes. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie? The Viola Davis. That's a good one. <laughs> she's good in every film <laughs> yeah, <good> <laughs> at least it'll be a good film <laughs> if you could eat just one food for the rest of your life what, what would it be french toast <laughs> i'm a breakfast fanatic french toast <laughs> french toast and cheese and cheesecake probably tie <laughs> oh yeah cheesecake that's a good one actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, i'm a sweet yeah, I love sweets. <laughs> I'm a sweet. I had my first chocolate bar yesterday since like Christmas and oh, it was mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many, how many raccoons would it take to overpower you? 
Yeah, they are violent little buggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. That was brilliant. Awesome. And thank you so much. Good luck with New York Pro. I'm sure you'll smash it. Absolutely. And I, I will speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye.